Welcome to Connection with Brian and Nicole Wright. Hi. Welcome to Connection with Brian and Nicole. And Merry Christmas. <laughs> it's our Christmas episode. Yeah, Merry I'm so Christmas. excited. It's going to be a great day. And surprisingly, we're going to talk about Christmas. What? Shock and all. <laughs> <laughs> it's a holly jolly day. And I jingle. Oh, boy. <laughs> I don't even know how to transition from that. Welcome. So we have a semi-ugly Christmas sweater day, but you'll have to go to the website to see it. If you're listening on the radio, uh, you can come check out our uh, interesting Christmas sweaters. That's not ugly. Mine jingles. <laughs> We're going to take a shot with all the... Uh, all the crew here too, so we'll put that under the uh, the video for Christmas. But you can see everybody with their Christmas sweaters. But we just welcome you to another episode of Connection, a special Christmas. This is our first yeah. Christmas episode, and we just welcome you to it. Uh, you can always uh, go and look at this one, <laughs> which you may want to, <laughs> and uh, check it out. And other episodes at ConnectionShow.org. And um, you can send us your prayer requests, uh, comments. Uh, you can ask us questions. You may want to pray for us. Pray for us. Yes, that's good too. Pray for me. Pray for me. Pray for me, please. Oh, please. please. <laughs> I'm oh. not the one with the big llama on my chest. Well, that's true. That's true. I'm digging the llama there. <laughs> Everybody listening on radio goes, what? What? <laughs> so anyway, the... Uh, we just, let's jump right in. You know, one of the things, there's something about Christmas that's so important is because that's really when we see uh, a manifestation of God's love. Yes. And uh, I wanted to just kind of jump right into that and let's just discuss that because I think a lot of times we miss some of the strength that's surrounding Christmas and we miss just some of God's love. And so today I don't want us to miss that. I want us to just really see that and I want us together to just uh, enjoy and receive the love of God that he gave through his son Jesus. And um, we're going to read this. This is Luke uh, chapter 2, and uh, starting at verse 8, we'll just read a few verses. And this is in the New Living Translation. It kind of reads it more like we talk today. And it says, That night there were shepherds staying in the field nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. Suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terrified, but the angel reassured them, don't be afraid, he said. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David, and you will recognize him by this sign. You will find a baby snugly and wrapped snugly in strips of cloth lying in a manger. Suddenly the angel was joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. When the angels had returned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, Let's go to Bethlehem. Let's see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. They hurried to the village and found Mary and Joseph, and there was the baby 
lying in the manger. So there's some great things in that passage there. Amen. And, uh, you know, I, one of the things that we've talked about so many times is that the beauty of God is that he, he did not have to send his son. No. He could have left us alone. The truth of the matter is we were quickly uh, through the corruption of sin, through our uh, lack of trust in God, as talking about humanity, not yeah. just us, but all the whole of humanity, by our kind of you know leaving God and stepping away from Him, mm -hmm. that corruption was starting to produce fruit in the world. And honestly, we were heading, we were helpless. In Romans, it tells us we were helpless, and uh, we were actually turned into kind of enemies of God by our mm -hmm. own choices. And we were quickly heading towards destruction. Yeah. And it's at this point that the Father sent the Son and yeah. Jesus accepted. It's at this point where we could not help ourselves, where we, where we were sitting there in the worst possible condition. And, you know, God, the Father, and Jesus... They were in heaven. They're good. Yeah. They don't. They don't need us. They don't need to come and help. They don't. Jesus doesn't need to come and die for people. He was going to be good all along. And this is really the heart of Christianity: That's is right. is taking uh, an area where look, this is going to cost you something, uh, but it's going to help somebody. Amen. That's the heart of God. Yeah. And he could have just left us completely alone and we would have, you know, just quickly uh, gone down into destruction, complete destruction. And uh, he did not have to help us, but he did. He, he looked at the situation and said, these are my people. They are created in my image. And this is the beauty of the gift of Jesus. A lot of times people want to look at God and they want to look at Jesus and they want to, they really want to kind of rage against uh, his ways, but all of his ways, when you really get to know God, mm -hmm. every one of his ways uh, is to actually help us. Yeah. And when you start to understand him, you go, God, he's not trying to, to put me in a box. He's actually trying to break me out of the box. That's right. He's showing me how to do that, to live in complete freedom. But the heart of him, the heart of God is not just to, uh, you know, try to control it all. Uh, JD, who's here on the set, actually, he had a great word from God a while back mm -hmm. and where the Lord spoke to him and said, I am not trying to control you. He said, if I was trying to control you, I would have never given you a choice in the garden. That's right. I would have never given you a choice at all because I could have done it. And uh, what a great revelation. Yeah. And that's the heart of God. He's, he's helping us to get to the place where we make great choices and it benefits not only uh, ourselves it benefits god and it benefits the people around us and that's what he's helping us get to but jesus did not have to you know he didn't have to leave heaven he no. could have stayed there and he would have been fine but he said i'm going to go to the earth yeah. I'm going to leave my position of godliness. It was not, he didn't consider it robbery to be called equal with God. And he said, I'm going to leave all of that and I'm going to go to the earth and I'm going to help save a people. Right. So, I mean, we've seen time and time again, just the love of God. I mean, you talk about creation. He very easily could have created all of us just to be 
robotic, you yes. know, just whatever yeah. God says, I will do. I love God. God is great. Yes. And given us no free will, no thoughts for ourselves. He didn't want robots. Yes. He wanted children. He wanted relationship. Yes. He wanted communication and fellowship. And then, you know, and we see, you know, here, you know, this, the statement, when I really got a hold of that, you know, because we say it often is, you know, or talk about it often, you know, Jesus thought it not robbery, robbery to consider yeah. himself equal with God. And yet he chose to come down and make himself equal with man. Yes. You know, he chose to step off that throne, make himself equal with man, knowing that he was going to be, you know, spit in the face yes. and punched and yes. literally made unrecognizable. Yeah. So that we could have a life and we could have hope. And he did all of that when we were his enemies. Yes. Knowing that we, his enemies, were the ones that were going to just rip him to shreds. Right. And he still loved us so much right. to say it's worth the pain. It's worth the humiliation. It's worth, you know, whatever. If I can save them, yes. if I can give them a hope, I will endure so that they can have a chance. Yes. Yeah. That's a loving God. Yeah. And I think that, you know, as we're in this season and we just wish you a Merry Christmas, uh, but in this season is one of those times where we can say, what was really the heart of God? Yeah. What's the heart of God for us now? Because we, a lot of times we'll talk about it during Christmas, but it just because we move into, you know, spring and then summer and then fall doesn't mean that the heart of God has changed. No. This is the heart of God for all year. This is the heart of God for all eternity. This is the heart of God. And Let me just go back to that passage that I read and read you a couple of things and just point out a couple of things. And so, first of all, when what we see is the angels bring in a message. Right. He's bringing a message. Um, there's a... in. in Doctrine, a lot of times, one of the things that you'll hear about is the uh, the law of first mention. Mm -hmm. And so in the law of first mention, it shows that whatever is said, you know, I'm just going to give this to you the way that I, I would say it is, is whenever something is talked about the very first time, there's precedent set. There's an importance on it. And so what you see is the, the angels bringing a message about Jesus when he has first come on the earth. This right. is kind of a first mention of the announcement of Christ. And so what you see in here is it says in verse 9, suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared among them and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. Now, this apparently had to be a pretty big deal because it says that mm -hmm. these shepherds were terrified. Yeah. But I want you to notice that the Lord gave some glory mm -hmm. around these angels. In other words, the angel could have just shown up, but there was something else different. The Lord's glory surrounded them. In other words, it's kind of like the Lord saying, what this angel is about to say and what's about to happen, I'm putting my stamp of approval on yeah. it. Let me, let me show you my stamp of approval by giving the glory of the Lord in this moment. And, and so in other words, what we should do with that is say, whatever this angel is about to say, we need to listen pay to attention. that. Yeah, yeah, pay attention to it. Give heed to it. And let's look at what they say. And so the first thing he says is this, I bring you 
good news. Amen. Good news. Now he's talking to, we know by context, he's not just talking to the shepherds. He's talking to all humanity for all time. I am bringing you good news. This is good news. You know, and, and a lot of times, you know, we will take stuff that the Lord does and we filter it through mm -hmm. our corrupted thinking. And so the Lord tells us to do stuff and we go, oh, I don't want to do that. He, he's trying to control me or he's trying to do stuff like that. No, no, no. It, if the Lord's wanting you to do something because of his goodness and because of his love to you, it's always going to be good for you. Yeah. Now, your flesh might not like it. Your, your flesh, that corruption in the flesh, it may want to do something else, but it's going to be good for you. So right here, here's God saying, listen, this is good news for you. Amen. Jesus coming is good news. Something has changed and it's awesome in your favor. And so we need to hear that and go, man, and God put his stamp of approval on it by pouring out his glory on that angel. You know, this is where we need to say, okay, this is good news. I don't, right. I might not know how it is. I might not know, but I, I take it by faith. This is good. This is a good thing. Yeah. This is an awesome thing. And you know, if you've gone to church all your life, you may know that. But at the same time, there's a whole lot of people that have it, and they don't really know that. And sometimes if you've gone to church all your life, we need to remember that there's other people that don't know that that's good. You know, all they hear is maybe some preaching that's even corrupted. Mm -hmm. They hear preaching from people that don't remember that it's good news, and then they're thinking, well, the Lord just wants to condemn me. Mm -hmm. John 3.16, you know, he gave his son so that all may have eternal life. But John 3.17 says he didn't come to condemn us. That's right. This is good news. This is good news. And then it says, I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. Amen. In other words, what just happened by Jesus coming to the earth, it has started something. Yeah. And now what has started is great news, good news, and it's going, here's the purpose and the heart of God. I want joy to come to all people. I want joy to come to all people because Jesus now came on the earth. Well, and we know and the joy of the Lord is our strength. Too. Yes. So he's trying to strengthen us and yes. build us up. He's not trying to control us and make us weak, you know, just little puppets on a string. Yes. He wants to fill us with the joy that yes. strengthens us and rises us up yes. and makes us strong. Yes. That's that's a good God. Yes. You know, yes. I mean, you see any other God in this world, you know, whatever people claim, um, it's always whatever God they have, it's always they've got to do for that God. You know, right. they've got to sacrifice for that God. They've got to be weak for that God. You've got a God that was willing to die for, for you. Us. Yeah. That was willing to take on weakness so that you may be strong. Yes. That was willing to take on sickness so that you could be well. Yes. That was able to become poor so that you might be rich in all things. Yes. There's yeah. no other God like that because there is no other God. Yeah. Amen. You know, Amen. what kind of God comes to knowing basically that he will be crucified so that you can be happy. Yeah. So that you can be strengthened. Yeah. What a good God. Yeah. It's, it, it's amazing. It, it's miraculous. It's beautiful. It's just um, it, it when you 
get a hold of that. When you really let that sink into your heart, everything changes yeah. about your life. When you really, I, there's a, a part that we'll get to a little bit later in here that to me, it always blesses me. But in verse 13, it says this, uh, and remember the glory of the Lord's poured out. This is an important message. It's important what they're about to say and do. And it says, suddenly the angel was joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven, mm -hmm. the armies of heaven, praising God and saying, so here, here these angels show up and we're not just talking about one now. We're talking about the armies of heaven. I honestly, like, I think my mind has a hard time wrapping around what the armies of heaven <laughs> looks like. But I imagine by this descriptive language here, it was impressive. Yeah. <laughs> that it was impressive. So here all of a sudden are the armies of heaven praising God and saying, glory to God, glory to God in highest heaven and peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. Mm -hmm. How many times have you heard in your life, God's not pleased with you, you know, God's not pleased with you, but yet when Jesus comes into the earth, mm -hmm. the message from heaven, from God in the angels that God wrote in their mouths to say and then gave the stamp of his glory on right. is that he said, peace. In other words, this is God saying, peace be on earth because yeah. of this. Peace be with those on the people of, of the earth. Peace be with those with whom God is pleased. Yeah. He loves us. That's right. He's pleased with us. It doesn't mean that we got it all correct and that we don't have things to change. No, it doesn't mean that. It doesn't mean that at all. It just means that God loved us enough that even in the midst of our messing up, he said, I'm pleased with you. Yeah. I love you. And I want peace to come to you. What a message. Amen. What a message. What a great message. And, and all of a sudden, everything changes in our, in our theology and our doctrine that God's mad and that he's, that he's controlling and this and that. No, no, no. He's bringing the love of God. Peace yes. on earth. Peace on earth. This is why Jesus was manifested. Now, it's interesting to note that in like 1 John 3, 8, it says that Jesus was manifested, the Son of God was manifested to destroy the works of the enemy. Yeah. And so a lot of times what we do is we want to apply the destruction of evil forces to people. But to people, God says, peace on earth, goodwill towards men. He's pleased with them, but to evil forces, he says, look, I'm going to destroy it. In other words, the way that Jesus brings about the peace is he finds the evil and he brings it to an end. Yes. That's how he brings that peace about. But he showed up on the scene to help us, yeah. to strengthen us, yeah. to give us life, to give us love. He showed up on the scene. He didn't have to show up on the scene, but he showed up. He showed up to help us. I had, um, I don't remember where I heard this, but they were talking about how people see God as just, you know, mean and angry. And I wish I could remember who it was so I could give them credit for it. But this really just, it helped me to understand what, what the Word was talking about. When it talks about God's anger and stuff, 
you think about parents. If you're a parent, you think about your child. Now, we've got, you know, two girls and a boy, and think about if somebody were coming to deceive them and cause them to go down a path that would hurt them or, you know, put something on them that would make them sick. As a parent, you're like, no, that will not happen. I will not stand for this. You will not hurt my child. And and we don't just go up and, oh, don't hurt my baby. Right. We get bold. That's right. And we stand against anybody that is going to hurt our kids. That's the anger of God, not yeah. towards his kids. Yes. The anger of God is towards the evil forces that are trying to hurt yeah. his children. God can be an angry God. He can be That's a right. destructive God. He will destroy anything that will come against his children. Yeah, he's a covenant. He has a covenant heart. He has a covenant with us. We are his and he will do whatever is necessary to protect us. And it's when I heard that teaching, I was like, oh, and it's like it suddenly clicked as a mother. I could get that. And I realized God's not angry with me. He never has been. Yeah. I may do something that disappoints him. Our kids have done that. Yeah. But you see in this word, I've got a father that gave everything for me just so that I could be happy. I've got a father that gave everything for me so that I can be peaceful. Yes. So that he will know he's pleased with me. Because I am one of those with whom God is pleased. You, you are one of those with whom God is pleased. God is never angry at us. Yeah, yeah. And it's the ones that you're angry with are ones that would come against his people that he is within in covenant with the people that have made a choice. You know, hey, I hate God. I'm going against him. I'm going against his people. Well, that person's not going to be saved. That person's not going to be born again. They're not his people. But even if they were supposed to be, but they continue to press pridefully into that, you're pressing against God. And in Acts, it says you will find yourself at the end, basically in in a losing battle. You know, you, you can't win that. Uh, it says he opposes the proud. So when you have somebody that has really declared themselves by their thoughts and actions to be an enemy of God, they're placing themselves in the wrong area because he's covenant. You know, if somebody wanted to try and come against, you know, like what you said, my family, they're placing themselves in a bad area because I have a godly right and a godly really command to provide for you. And that includes protection. Well, who do you think gave that right and that law who do you think wrote it out of his covenant heart but to the one that says lord i humble myself to you i humble myself to your ways you're my lord you're my savior you're the director of my life to those people that are walking in love He's at, at peace with, and he's trying to bring good, good will to them. That's he's right. trying to bring the fullness of his promise, the fullness of that covenant of love into their lives. Mm-hmm. And that's available for everybody. It's just people decide to put on evil, right. you know, and that's not, that's not a good thing, of course. Yeah. This, um, if you go on into verse 30, Simeon is speaking and he says this, I have seen your salvation, talking about he saw Jesus, Mm -hmm. which you have prepared for all people. Mm -hmm. See, that salvation has been prepared for all people. 
It's there for anybody. This Christmas season, Christ is there to bring goodwill and peace. And he's saying, I'm pleased with you. Just, just accept me. He said, this is a saving. You have a saving grace that's been poured out for you. And he says, it's a salvation that's been prepared for all people. He is a light to reveal God to the nations. In other words, through Jesus, God is revealed. Yeah. And he is the glory of your people, Israel. Then in uh, Matthew one twenty three. This is the part that always, there's something about this name. There's something about this name that gets me, yeah. that just touches my heart. Uh, Matthew one twenty three says, look, the virgin will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. God is with us. God didn't leave us. He didn't leave you. He's with you. You, you might not have been with him all of your life, but he's so willing to be with you. And he's so willing to do it that he sent Jesus. And right now, you can have Emmanuel. You can have God with you. And so we just invite you right now. You know, I don't know what, how you grew up. We don't, we don't know your background. Uh, some people listening or watching, they may have had a good background. Some people may have had a bad background. Some people uh, may have had, you know, good family. Some people may have had bad family. Some people, you may know that God is good. Some people may think that God is a mean, mean God. And uh, the word says, I think it's Hebrews 1, 3, it says that the fullness of God was manifested in Jesus. And so the picture that we see in Jesus is the fullness of the character and nature of God. And so when Jesus came on the scene, he showed what God wanted to do. He wanted to heal. He wanted to save. He did want to destroy evil works yes. because the evil works is what was causing his people that he loves so much to be in pain, to be in bondage. So yes, he's against evil works because those are the things that brought his people that he loved down. Those are the things that kept them in chains. So yeah, he's against that stuff. But if you'll receive that, he's against that stuff for you because he's against evil, but he is for you. Yes. That's it. I don't know what kind of teaching or preaching you've heard. Maybe you've been at a church that that teaches that God's not for you. He's not for America. He's not for the, He is for us. He might not be for some of the stuff that we've done and choices that we made because those are the things that hold us in that bondage and he wants you free. That's right. But he is for you. Right now whoever you are listening or watching, he is for you. And if you will simply accept Christ, he will be God with you, not just for you, but he will be with you and he will bring great joy. He will bring news to your life that people will look on and say, man, what's happening? You got good stuff going on in your life. He will bring um, that peace in your life and he will show you how much that he loves you. And so right now we just invite you this Christmas season. We celebrate Christmas because the season is worthy of praising God because he revealed and put into action his plan that he's had the whole time. The salvation that he had prepared since the beginning of time 
that Jesus, the Messiah, would come, God with us. So if you'd like God to be with you right now, just pray this with me. And I promise you this, I promise you, if you will be serious with God on this, he will be serious with you. And so right now, let that come into your heart and just receive this. Just, just pray this with me. Just say, Father, today I receive your love. I receive your good news. Whether, whether, Lord, this is the first time or this is a time, a second time or a third, Lord, I commit myself to you. I call Jesus my Lord and he is my Savior. He saves me and he is the director of my life. I give Jesus the ability to choose for me. Yeah from this point forward, to make my decisions. I hand my life to him. He's my Lord. I believe that he died for me, that he took my sins upon himself willingly, and that he allowed himself to die for me, and that he was buried, and the Father brought him back to life. And when he raised him, he raised me. And I receive Jesus right now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us today. Merry Christmas. We just praise God and we praise God for you. Peace be with you today. Have a great season. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Thank you for joining Brian and Nicole for this week's broadcast. Connection is all about connecting you more intimately with Jesus, where you can find true joy and really live. Contact us or watch more shows online at connectionshow.org. We love you. Have a great week.